You're listening to the Send It All podcast with your hosts, Hogan Meyer and Lucian Nodder. All right. Welcome in, everybody, to the Send It All podcast with your hosts, Hogan Meyer and Lucian Nodder. Hogan, how you doing, man? Pretty good, Lucian. How are you? I'm good. I uh, just carved some pumpkins the other day, and I spent uh, this evening after work roasting my pumpkin seeds. So, uh, Those are the best. Got a nice little snack going on tonight. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no no, pu- no, pumpkin carving over here. We're just, um, we got a nice little penguin costume for the, the little one and some yeah. candy to hand out to tomorrow for everyone else in the neighborhood. But um, we don't really have a good spot on our in our condo front mat area for a jack-o'-lantern, so we're not going to bother with that this year. Maybe next year. All right. Well, you dressing up at least? Yeah, yeah. He's got, we got a penguin costume for him. Oh, what about you, though? Uh, uh, I'll figure that out tomorrow. Ask me tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not ready for my work uh, costume thing tomorrow either. And then I've got this party this weekend I'm not ready for, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Damn. Uh, but first off, I wanted to uh, talk about this, this new app feature, the, uh, yeah. seeing how much people can bid on web. How revolutionary is this? This is the thing you said it was missing. Yeah, and finally, well, they've almost gotten there. They they haven't quite reached it because I don't know if I'm not looking at it right or if maybe I go to the desktop uh, version of the site, I can see it, but I can only see what I've bid on. And yeah. I don't know about you if you've had the same thing. So like I said in our GroupMe chat, we're going to have to message people from time to time and say, hey, dude, send us a screenshot of this, this, and that. Actually, that, that still wouldn't even work because we wouldn't know when, like, Paul bids like 20 WAB. And, no, no, sorry, a successful WAB. We, 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 we'd always know a successful takedown with no competitors. So we would know who to ask. But we're going to have to ask a lot of people to screenshot their WAB reports and send that to us from time to time. Whereas I don't know why they don't just send everyone everything. But uh, either way, huge step towards the future for NFL and uh, – yeah, it's fun. It's great. And I, I can't believe Paul lied to me about my uh, $1 bottom dollar bid on Marquise Brown. I'm so bummed, but oh well. Yeah, what's up with that, Paul? Come on. Tell yeah. the truth. Um, what I'm thinking is maybe he did bid 102 and then changed it to 95. I don't know. Um, but Or maybe – yeah, because he, he texted me saying, fuck you, I bid 102. Why would he want to do that? He has no benefit to doing that. It just makes him yeah. look stupid and I don't know. I don't know either. Paul, he works in mysterious ways. No one really truly understands him. He really does. Either way, and hang on, I gotta I gotta check this math right now. It looks like I, I still outbid him by only eight point four two percent. So I guess I I can chalk that up as a win. Yeah. Um, it's definitely cool. Any as long if they can make the app just like the desktop site, then they'll be the best app in the game. Yeah. Um, Liking all the improvements. It hasn't been the greatest app over the years, but it's getting better. So that's all that matters. Yeah. All right. Now we're getting into the meat of the, the episode. We're talking about playoffs. Can you believe playoffs are almost here? Playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> Come on, playoffs? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, our uh, our league's already showing who might make the playoffs this year. So that begs yeah. the question, I think. Who do you think is going to make the playoffs this year? So first off, I do want to reiterate, all 14 teams are still in the hunt. Uh, even Los Demons, Corbin's team, have not been eliminated from playoff contention. 
crazy as that sounds. He's one and seven. He still could make the playoffs. But no, if I had to uh, guess right now, I am looking at the top seven. Now, the app will tell you eight make the playoffs. We know how we do things. Um, yeah. No, the eighth person there does not make the playoffs. I think those are the seven making the playoffs. Whether they where they finish in the seeds is anybody's guess. Um, but I don't see Eric or Wes uh, sneaking in there. The only person behind them who I think actually has a chance to sneak in there at this point is Bama Joe. Uh, Low Stevens Corbin also has an equally good, equally kind of, you know, unlucky team in some of the ways their matchups have gone down. But with two more losses, it's just going to be so much harder for him to actually make it, even though it is possible for him. So, again, my, my guess is that the current top seven stay the current top seven. There'll, there'll probably be some shuffling around. Mm-hmm. And my one dark horse who might make it is Bama Joe. What about you? Yeah, I think pretty much. I think, you know, Eric and West are always – they're always playing the game. They're not taking breaks. So, I think they could possibly make a push. Um, mm-hmm. I think some of the teams have been making trades and making good trades. I just think maybe it's a little bit too little too late. Uh, but like you said, no one's out of contention yet, so – it's anyone's game, but I definitely think um, my team in general is, and you know, my team in particular is going to take a little bit of a tumble. I've got uh, kind of worked myself into a corner here. I had to make some trades. We'll talk about it later. But, uh, yeah, not set up for success in the near future, but hopefully we can come around in the end. Yeah. Well, again, you're on the one of the best rides anyone has ever seen in this league. You've won six in a row. After two, I mean, to start off at six and zero would be great. To start off at zero and two, buckle down and win six in a row after that. Congratulations, that's amazing. You're even outscoring me at this point, so uh, I'm a little, little. I don't know if I'm embarrassed or proud or clumped or what, but you and I are sitting <laughs> right next to each other at three and four, and it's. I'm proud to be right next to my co-host there, right behind my co-host there. So yeah, well Podcast done. Podcast representing the league. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So. Got here a little quick note on fantasy football loss. Do you have anything you'd like to say about that? Yeah, and so there's been some talk about it recently in our group meet chat, and it's something that everyone's probably already always thinking about. You know, there is a very significant amount of luck in fantasy football, and that's part of what makes the game great. And um, let me point out the best team ever assembled, not just in fantasy football, but in the history of team assembly. Uh, was Wes's stepfather in 2011. Uh, that team did not win at all. That team was the high-scoring team ever. I mean, not highest-scoring, you know, inflation-adjusted, you know what I'm talking about? But Yeah. I'm sorry, if you were to adjust for inflation, it would be the highest-scoring ever. Uh, it was just the greatest team ever. Only finished at 7-6 and six in the regular season and third place because of how the cookie crumbles sometimes. And, um, you know, that is a bummer. And maybe there are some leagues out there that don't even do week weekly matchups that just say you have this many spots, these many starters, and we just take total points and that's the champion. Maybe that's the way some leagues do it. I don't know. But if you were to think about it in an objective way, that could be a more skillful way to play. Um, but it's also much less exciting and part of what makes fantasy football great is the week-to-week matchups, the smack talk, and occasionally where who you're going against is actually incredibly significant. And it's like, okay, my starting quarterback or one of my two starting quarterbacks is going against the top receiver in the league. Do I want to start that quarterback and have him 
throws slightly negative points every time he hits that receiver, or do I want to bench him, hope he has a bad game, you know, that type of thing, or my defense is going against that guy's. And it, it, I can go on and on with the examples. But the point is, there is a lot of luck in fantasy. That's what makes it great. And if you want a skill-only game, you can hit up Chess with Friends, and my handle is Hogan654. I will take any and all of you on anytime. <laughs> so if you need nice. to get those skill-only adrenaline juices out of your body, I've given you an outlet. Or, better yet, just bring a chessboard to Cabo Cantina this Sunday because I'll be there, Paul will be there, Thomas will be there. I mean, we haven't decided all yet. But we've all been saying we're going out this Sunday. We just haven't decided where yet. Bring a chessboard if you want, if you want true skill. Or just, to make it simpler, chess with friends. Great game. Yeah. Um, haven't played much chess, but I live right next to a chess club. Maybe I can take some lessons and then, uh, mm. challenge you once I come back down there. You should. It's a great game. It's a lot of fun. I have a book. I have a book on it. Maybe I'll read that too. Definitely, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our week eight recaps here. Uh, we're going to start off with our first game. I can't remember which games were the game of the week and the Meg game of the week. Do you remember which ones they were? Yours was the game of the week, and the Meg game was so meh, I don't remember either. Okay. Well, Meg game, you got your, you're getting lucky this week. Uh, we're, we forgot about you, so we're not going to point you out. Uh, yeah. But let's start off with our first game here. It's Los Demons. Uh, There's Paul never on the trophy, with West taking it 95.35 to 87.10. Los Demons just can't catch a break. And, uh, I think we all saw nah. this one coming. We all we all picked West to win this one. But what do you think about this matchup uh, this week? Yeah, I thought both teams underperformed. Um, and, again, bummer for Los Demons because it started off for him the first couple weeks. He was putting up huge points, and his opponent was putting up slightly huger points. Now he's putting up not-so-great points, and his opponent's only putting up slightly better points. So it sucks for him that he keeps losing these small margins. Those are the worst. Uh, yeah. So bummer, chin up, remember. Corbin, you are not out of it yet. It is still possible for you to win the championship this year. Yeah, definitely. And I think he uh, he got some good points from Emmanuel Sanders, who, as you know, just switched teams. And a lot of times when that happens, the wide receivers don't perform as well as they, that uh, Sanders did. What I'm yeah. surprised about Los Demons' team is uh, Le'Veon Bell and Robert Woods. Um, when I traded them, traded those players to him, I honestly thought that they were going to be good for the rest of the season. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, it hasn't worked out that way, and I'm not sure why. But uh, it's unfortunate for uh, Los Demons. But, um, you know, keep your chin up. You're not out of it. You just need some key losses, and you can make, uh, make the offs. So, well, with, uh, the Bell, with the Bell thing and possibly the Melvin Gordon thing, um, you know, Bell was also on my team for a while, too. This holdout thing, that, that could be part of it, holding out and stuff, taking that break that maybe you didn't need. I mean, it's uh, you, you never know. It could be part of it. You know I, I think it's more that the Jets are just like a dysfunctional organization, really. That is definitely possible. I mean, what's their team name? New York Jets. Where do they yeah. play? New Jersey. <laughs> what's going on there? Come on, guys. Get it together. Yeah, and have you heard all these trade rumors that were coming out about them? And then, like, yeah. nothing happened? It's just, I know. All these teams that made trades, you never heard anything about it. But then these guys come out and talk about trades. It's just like, what is this organization doing? I'm not quite sure. Yeah alienating their people. Okay, uh, moving on to our next matchup. We have Wes's stepfather versus Pop Lock and Drop It. Oh, uh, yeah. Hogan takes the win here, 110.45 to 109.92. You were the only one who believed in yourself. And you yep. got it done by the thinnest of margins, my ad. 
Yeah, well, not the thinnest. I lost the thinnest of margin. I think it was to Bama Joe when I lost by 0.04 points earlier. Uh, that was that was Bama Joe, right? I believe uh, it was. I think you lost to me by a, by a close margin as well. A close margin, but either way. Um, you just, you're getting Bama a lot Joe of close matchups. Beating me in that, yeah. So this was another one decided by less than a point. Um, so take that, Jason. And uh, a lot of fun. Good, good match. You're a good opponent. Uh, I think the big thing here is Carson Wentz. What is up with Carson Wentz? He's healthy this season, but he's not putting up great, great fantasy numbers. His team wins 31 to 13. Uh, reminds me of an Offspring song. But he only puts up 18 fantasy points. So Carson Wentz might be a little bit of a problem moving forward for Jason. He might have to think about uh, not even trading for him, just perhaps dropping and picking it up another available quarterback. Uh, something to think about, Jason. I uh, don't know why I'm giving you advice, because I'm going to see you in the Super Bowl, <laughs> I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, that's my biggest surprise of this matchup, is Carson Wentz not coming forward. All, I mean, Christian McCaffrey did exactly what we thought he was going to do. Uh, so just really, I think Carson Wentz might have been a little bit of a difference maker here. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting in this matchup is you guys both had wide receivers who couldn't score one point. They basically uh, both scored point nine. Yeah, Scantling um, and Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, the other other guys in the team are doing well, so uh, I think you both proved why you're worthy of making the playoffs. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, next matchup, we've got Holding Your Money versus Catalina Wine Mixon. And Chad comes through with another big win, 147.35 to 110.74. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think – well, Wes expected this, but we did not expect this. Wes. And I think Wes was just trying to be contrarian, really. He didn't really – He, didn't he was, especially thing. because uh, he works with Nestor. Um, they don't work in the same branch, but uh, – and I think – Nestor might be in a completely different division now, but uh, they both work for U.S. Bank, and Wes was just being contrarian, I guarantee it. Nobody saw this coming. It was Mason Rudolph starting, and he did Mason Rudolph numbers. I don't think anyone th- thought Kyler Murray was only going to put up 12.3 points. Yeah. And even still, Nestor had a decent showing, 110 points. He would have beat me. Um, mm-hmm. And then Chad, who is basically in last place, puts up 147 points. I mean, no- nobody expected that to happen. Chad has decisively put himself ahead of Corbin at this point for not being toilet bowl champ. Uh, so we'll see what happens going forward if his team can keep it up. He's got Galladay and Juju who are looking great, and I don't see them slowing down at any point in time. Aaron Jones, who we laughed at it when Eric we, – we, we wanted to double-check that Eric wasn't cheating when yeah. Eric, as Chad's proxy, picked Aaron Jones – First week or two, Aaron Jones were like, dude, Chad, you idiot. And now he just every week is chasing and getting closer to Dalvin Cook, who's also been a surprise. Um, yeah. Funny how these two rivals, Packer and Vikings, are doing so well. Uh, Semi-out of nowhere running backs. Um, Chad actually could be a contender. We'll see. I mean, I, I really might be – I mean, he did have his tight end put up a goose egg too, so I don't know. We'll see. But – Chad continues to surprise me is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, in, in a good way. Um, even with the backup quarterback, quarterback like Mason Rudolph and the zero points from his tight end, he still managed to get a pretty high score, a high score of the week. So uh, yeah, something that's either a good thing or a bad thing. He might regress uh, next week. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? Maybe his players are going to keep going off every week. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. All right, and that brings us to kicking your butt curve versus Bama Joe. Uh, kicking your butt curve, 143.45 to Bama Joe's 98.5. Now, you keep saying that Bama Joe is going to be in the playoffs, but he keeps losing these games that you think he's going to win. Um, yeah, yeah. What, at what point are you just going to cut bait and say, you know what, Bama Joe, it's not your year? It, may, it might not be his year now, and I'm trying to look at the players he's dropped and picked up and stuff. Um, I'd have to do some, uh, you know, digging around. I'm, I'm not going to do that right now. Uh, I guess he could have started Daniel Jones, but even then he still wouldn't have won. He would have done a little better this week, but um, also who would start Daniel Jones? Uh, yeah. He traded for Miles Sanders and then benched him, though. That's what I really don't get. And then Miles Sanders yeah. had a surprisingly good week. I'm so, going to guess that maybe he just forgot. It could be, yeah. He, maybe he thought when you trade, they're automatically put in your starting spot, mm-hmm. uh, which, yeah, let's hope that's not the case for me because I'm not starting Brady tomorrow, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> or or Michael Thomas or Carlos Hyde at this point because he's not even on my team anymore. Um uh, yeah, yeah, Bama Joe is not putting up the high points like he was. He and Corbin were both getting smoked, but also putting up high numbers at first. And now Bama Joe's not putting up high numbers anymore, so I'm not sure anymore. I'm not sure about him anymore. Still love you, yeah. Bama Joe. You still bring that ray of Alabama sunshine to the league, but uh, you do need to start making some changes now. Whereas before I just said you need to keep, you know, holding your sail straight and hoping you don't get hit with these strong winds of unlucky – opponents fantasy breakthrough weeks but uh, now you got to make some changes and do something because you got Sammy Watkins only putting up seven points that's again a little unlucky uh Josh Jacobs putting up less than 10 also a little unlucky but you, you got to start making some changes and you got to recognize that Russell Wilson I'm not going to call his 21 points unlucky as I've said many times Russell Wilson is a great quarterback not always a great fantasy quarterback he might put up 50 points for you and then the next week he puts up 15 points for you, but his team still wins by 20 points in the real game because that's how Seattle's game works with their defense and with the way Russell Wilson plays. And so you got to make some changes, Bamba Joe. Yeah, if I was you, Joe, I would try to – I'd have to wait until Russell Wilson has another big game and then I'd try to sell him. And I'd try to sell Travis Kelsey too because right now it looks like your running backs and wide receivers are hurting a little bit, and that's your core of your team. Uh, you're, the one position, the one position uh, positions like quarterback and tight end, you can find those on the waivers. It may not be as good as what you have now, but you can match it up to like ninety percent. Exactly. Week, so. Exactly. Uh, if you're still in it, if you're still playing, I don't know. Maybe reach out to people, see what they're willing to give you. Reach out to the yeah. teams who have a winning uh, record and see if they can improve their team and help you improve yours. Yeah. One more takeaway from this matchup. We love to talk smack on Robbie and his honeymoon and Brittany possibly controlling his team when he <laughs> benched Lamar Jackson back when he owned him. I'm still not sure why he traded Lamar Jackson away. Um, let's hope you don't have an issue with that at your quarterback situation. But other than that, Robbie might be the real deal. He might be the best team in the league. I don't know. It is a great showing. He's 6-2. and two. He's in second place. Uh, let's Let's see. Let's see what happens here. Robbie is uh, surprising and impressing everyone. Yeah, keep rolling. Uh, he does it every year. So, except for that one year, he didn't do it. But um, yeah, when he, he almost pretty good. Almost beat me for the toilet bowl last year. That was great. <laughs> yeah. 
it is a triumphant return for both you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, that brings us to our matchup of the week, or game of the week, is Jean-Lucien Picards versus My Cup Runneth Over You, 144.45 to 109.55. Mm. Um, we said this was going to be the match of the week, matchup of the week, but uh ended up not being as close as one might have thought. Um, Miner's team, I thought you were going to perform a little bit better than you did. Uh, still a respectable 109. It's about average in this league. Um but his players weren't performing as he had hoped. What did you think about this matchup this week? Uh, not too surprising. Um, I'm pretty sure I predicted you to win this, didn't I? Yes, yes, you did. You and I were the only ones. West did not believe. Yeah, so one of the biggest things here is the quarterback matchup. You have Deshaun Watson, who continues to kick ass, and he has Kirk Cousins, who hit that wall that we all knew he was going to hit. And his team still won by 10 points, which – Cost your former co-host Bradley Stone and me uh, a solid four bucks a piece. Uh, we were watching that game together and bet on it. Uh, I think they were like sixteen point favorites or something. Uh, so again, Kirk Cousins not the real deal. Minnesota. If you wanted to get rid of Case Keenum, fine. But why you spent a lot of money on Kirk Cousins will always be a mystery to everyone. Saquon Barkley finally put up some respectable numbers again. I mean, maybe not twice this season, maybe three times. Yeah. Cooper Cup does well, too, but the rest of Miner's team just looks very lackluster. Yeah. Now, he still put up a decent score, 109, um, but not nearly enough to take down the six-game train that is Jean-Lucien Picard's. The six-game train, I like that one. Seven-game yeah. train would sound even better. Uh, don't count your chickens yet. I know, I know. This week's going to be abysmal for me, I feel. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm surprised my team scored as many points as it did, considering that two of my players, you know, put up about two or three points respectively. But you know, mm-hmm. I'll take them where I can get them. And uh, Miner, I know that I beat you by a bit, but I still respect your team. I liked what you've done with your trades, and just keep moving on, man. I, uh, I think you're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, that brings us to our next game: My Season Hurts Badly versus Fuck US. PG takes this one, 111.9 to 116.5. And, uh, I'm sorry, not PG, uh, Thomas. Thomas. And, uh, Wes was the only one who thought Thomas would win this one. Both of us put our, uh, our pick on Eric, and both of us walked away disappointed. Uh, how, how disappointed were you after this matchup? Uh, wait, sorry, which match, matchup again are you talking about? Oh, I'm talking about Eric versus Thomas. Oh, okay, that one. Yeah, okay, I yeah. said PG Eric. accidentally. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, Eric versus Thomas, okay. Uh, yeah, close and uh, a good, fun matchup to watch. Uh, Phillip Rivers, oh, my God, these fucking charges. And the, and the Bears and their kicking problems continue. Oh, how great is it? How funny is it for the rest of the country to watch? Oh, man. It's a curse. Who do they piss off, man? That's a That's a serious, like, gypsy curse right there. That is. That really is. Um... Yeah, nothing really surprised me here. I guess I am a little surprised that Goff has been rolling and doing a lot better. Hasn't thrown a pick in like three games or something. Um, Philip Rivers, semi-crap performance didn't surprise me. I mean, his team got the win, uh, but his fantasy points sucked. And that's what you get when you get Philip Rivers. Sometimes he'll throw for... 350 yards and four touch to, or four picks, but that gets you a lot of fancy points. And sometimes he'll 
throw a shit game that his team still wins, and that's what you get when you get Philip Rivers, the Alabama shot putter. Um, yeah. But well, yeah, uh, no, hopefully things will change for the uh, the Chargers because they just followed the OC. So I have a feeling their offense is going to look a little bit different going into Week Nine. They just what? Said, I think their offense is going to look a little bit different going into Week Nine since they fired so we're, the we're, offensive coordinator. Oh, that's what they did. Oh, okay. I didn't realize they did that. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Which is also I, I was trying to trade for Melvin Gordon. Okay. Well, he is still available if someone wants to trade for him. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I shouldn't yeah. have said anything. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I, I didn't even realize. Wow. It's good to know. Very good to know. Yeah. Well, hmm. Thomas, congratulations. Eric, you know, hopefully better days are in front of you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our last matchup of the week, um, we might as well just call it the mega game of the week because it's the last one. We forgot about it. It was mm-hmm. Cooking Pies versus the Hyde Pod Experience. Uh, PD puts up a nice, respectable 135.25 mm-hmm. against um, Paul's average 109.15. Uh-huh. And I was the only one stupid enough to believe in Paul. And Paul, you fooled me once. Shame on you. So uh, that's where we stand right now. <laughs> just shame on Paul. <laughs> but yeah, you were expecting Michael. So uh, what made you think he was going to win, and and how did he win this week? Uh, well, at first I thought he was sharding, sharding, starting. He is probably sharding somewhere out there. Starting Minshew instead of Drew Brees. Uh, I think I think was what was going to be happening when we made this prediction last week on Wednesday. Drew Brees bounces back. Great win. I even told when when uh, Petey said Drew Brees is back, I even said, no, 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 Minshew's still your best bet. And I wasn't just messing with him. Oftentimes I will tell these people, like, I, I tell Eric constantly, no, no, that guy's he's out. He's out for the season. You know, I'm just yeah. hoping he'll drop him or do something stupid. Obviously, <laughs> he's not, obviously not going to, but that one time out of 100, he might actually believe me. And, you know, drop a guy or not start a guy when I'm playing him or something. Might work, you know, wishful thinking. Uh, but, no, sure. Drew Brees bounces back. Um, Dalvin Cook dominates again, staying healthy. Let's hope he can keep it up. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins also started off weak, doing really great right now. Philip Dorsett puts up 5.8. PD drops him. I almost thought about picking him up, but PD might know something we don't if – the Pats fan is dropping a Pats wide receiver before a bye week. Hey, so, one uh, second, one second, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, sorry about that. No worries. Uh, just my roommate um, got me a gift, which is like really nice of him. Not expected. Oh, that's me. awesome. So, yeah. is it your birthday? Uh, no, <laughs> no, your birthday was present. like like a month. It was a Christmas present. Yeah, an early one. Before Halloween. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh. But uh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. What were you saying? Nice roommate. No, uh, I was just talking about Philip Dorsett. Um, if a Pats fan is dropping a Pats wide receiver when they're not on a bye week, then he must know something we don't. So I was about to pick him up, and I thought maybe not. So uh, I think he's then thinking on... that maybe with uh, with Sanu there and then Nikhil Harry coming back, that maybe Philip Dorsett is ex- as uh, expendable. Yeah. And again, as I've said, you know, even when it comes to Edelman or some of the top receivers in New England, with Brady's ability to spread the ball around and the way that system works, uh, their receivers yeah. are just not that valuable for fantasy yeah. players. 
Yep. Uh, then on Paul's side, you got Michael Thomas putting up some big points. Loving it. Not anymore <laughs> for Paul. And that's about all I have to say on that front. Austin Eckler puts up what was his lowest of the season, I'm, I'm guessing. Let me double check here. 9.2. Oh, yeah. No, no, sorry. Second lowest of the season because Melvin Gordon's back. So suck on that, too, Austin Eckler. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, not looking good. Yeah, the guy started. The guy started Ryan Tannehill, and Ryan Tannehill put up some points. I was surprised. Yeah, Ryan. And you know Tannehill. what? You know what gets me the most upset is how lucky Petey is that he drafted a New York, New England Patriots defense. They are single-handedly saving his team every week. Yeah, and you you can't. Well, first off, I mean he won this. Week by 26 points. So we can't just say it was just the defense. But that is the biggest ball buster for anyone, I think, this entire season, is the New England defense has yet to put up less than 10 points. That is astronomically absurd for a fantasy football defense. It's in almost impossible. It is pretty much impossible. Um, and if it continues, maybe. I hate to say this, but they, as a team, a real team, the New England Patriots have an argument for best and most dominant team ever if they continue like this. They, I mean, Bob Greasy is holding on to a bottle of champagne, can't wait to cor- uh, pop the cork when they finally lose the game this season. It might not happen if they keep it up this way, though. Yeah. So let's see what happens with the Pats. Let's let's see if they keep it up. It is bizarre. Um to say the least, that they that they're this good. Uh, you had really note two in it. I, I do hate to see it. I, I I personally hate to see it. You did have a note. What is worse for a seventh seed in the playoffs? No kicker in defense or no quarterback? It's always been, and we've only been doing this for a couple seasons now. Just bench the quarterback because that's going to be the most dominant. If and this yeah. is a very plausible if, Petey gets the seventh seed again. His opponent might say. You're benching your defense and kicker because yeah. that fucking patch defense is outscoring a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, I would definitely tell him to bench him. I mean, they they outscored Philip Rivers this week. They outscored Russell Wilson this week. I mean, they're wait, did they? Out, no, they did not outscore Russell Wilson this week. Did they? They, they outscored the same amount. Yeah, and they outscored Philip Rivers. So Philip Rivers, you should go back to shot putting because you're really good at that. <laughs> All right. Well. Soak it up. Enjoy it while you can. Uh, while the other, while the rest of us weep with our our lowly second rate yeah. defenses. All right. So that brings us. That's the end. We're going to get into our week seven totals. Uh, mm-hmm. This week, Wes, our guest, actually took the uh, took the cake here with five correct predictions. You came in second with four, and once again, mm-hmm. I come bring up the rear with only three right in last place. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. This just isn't my year for predictions. Everyone keeps all right. Saying, yeah. Well, the only thing that matters is that we beat the guests at the end of the year. And as yeah. I say that, our grand totals, and this is missing one week because I didn't write it down and I have to go and listen to the podcast again to get, you know, what our predictions were. So this is mm-hmm. minus one week. But the totals here are you, uh, Hogan, in the lead with 24 correct predictions. Our guests mm-hmm. total 20 predictions correct. And I'm in uh, last place again at 18, correct? Uh, we're all still pretty close to each other, but um, you're definitely proven why you're the expert. Thank you. I'm trying to do better this year than I did last year. Let's let's remind everyone, in the interest of full disclosure, 
I got one, I believe. Is that right? Last year when I was a guest, I think I got one right. So I don't think yeah. anyone has gotten one uh, this whole year. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, just me. Hey, it was, a toilet bowl, it was a toilet bowl year all the way around. Drafted poorly. Injury problems. Bad predictions. I, so, I you know, I deserved it, and I learned and moved on. So that's what's great about this game. You should sign up for that uh, football insiders that Paul gets. He might help you win some games. Uh, I think I'm doing a little better than Paul is, though. So I think I've found my groove on my own. Well, he's got insiders. So uh, he's got a leg up on us. And what have they done for him lately? Uh, they had him trade away Michael Thomas. Yes, thank you. Yeah, love it. All right. Well, even though Wes put up five, he still hasn't beaten our main guest, Miner, who had the total of six correct predictions. So, Miner, you're still in the lead there among the guests. Yep. Okay. Getting into our next segment, it is the trade wars. Uh, we'll start off with one of the worst trades that I've ever seen, and that was Julian Edelman for Kenyon Drake and Alshon Jeffrey. That was a trade I made with PD. Um, now, let me just set the stage here because I have to put it into context somehow. I had just woken up, and I mean, literally, as soon as I woke up, I get a sleeper uh, a message saying, the Cardinals are traded for Kenyon Drake. And my first thought is, I'm, I'm reeling. I'm like, shit. I thought I was covered. I had, the main, I had the main running back. I had his backup. Now they're both injured, and it's a bye week for Kamara next week. What the F am I going to do? I couldn't radio. see anyone you can else say getting fuck. Drake. You can, you, you can so. say fuck on our podcast, you know. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's just not in my nature. Um, oh, anyone well. else listening, you can get into it as much as you like. Uh, but back to the story. <laughs> I was uh, I was full on tilting uh, in panic mode, and I kind of made this trade before I had done any research, and just on a whim, hoping that everything will work out. Clearly, I lost it. I know I lost it. Um, but looking back at it now, I, I no, I still lost it. Um, Petey, you took advantage of me while I was still waking up. This is all on you, buddy. But, uh, Hogan, what do you think of the trade? Yeah, so let me get this straight again. You took Kenyon Drake and Alshon Jeffrey, and you gave up Judy and Edelman, correct? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what you just said there pretty much sums it all. I'm glad we're hearing the stage, the stage, the stage set now because – I guess Sage would be more accurate for this because what the Sage. hell, man? <laughs> hey, the Sage, you know what? The, the Sage was set. You were smoking your Sage. You were smoking your <laughs> oregano. You know what's and, funny? I yeah. was actually sober when I did this. Yeah, well, but nobody's sober with the, with the first when when they wake up for the first five minutes. I mean, you're you're still you know half yeah, asleep. Yeah, coffee. Yeah, you didn't have your coffee. You hadn't taken a leak. You probably hadn't even taken a leak yet, had you? I li- I was still in bed and I checked my phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were completely – like your legs weren't even working yet. You had only moved your upper body. I mean, you uh, – yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you did Petey, it to yourself. It's uh, – no, actually, I'm blaming Petey for this. It's uh, his crazy his crazy luck that he has catching me no, in those bad moments. On you. This, this one's on you for not hey, doing you know due diligence. Fool me once. Shame on Paul. This is all Paul's fault. Yeah, blame it on Paul all you like, but uh, it's, uh, this one's on you. <laughs> yeah, and I like how no one said anything because they're all just like, yeah, that was a sucky trade. But yeah, yeah now, we can, now one of the better teams can uh, start sucking and they can make the playoffs. 
So yeah. I know what you're all thinking. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Paul, that brings us to our next trade. Uh, Paul uh, and, our, yeah. and our co-host here, getting rid of Michael Thomas and Carlos Hyde for Chark, Robinson, and Howard. Um, yeah. How did you how did you pull this off? How did you get it? I had originally heard that you were offering Amari Cooper for Michael Thomas. Is that true? That is true. Um, and it wasn't that wasn't even how it started. It started with Jordan Howard. Uh, so you know, I, I, guys, let's let's be honest here. How great is Austin Cooper? I mean, just when you look at that face, and you just you just want to love him forever, right? He's on bye week this right this week though, so I got to do yeah. something. And I'm wondering, should I just pick someone off off the waiver wire, or should I trade for him? I've got three amazingly beautiful running backs, and I just hate to see one of them go. They're my, they're my babies. But Jordan Howard, you know, it was, it's time to let him spread his wings. And so at first I tried to offload him to Paul for his tight end, who I can't even remember the name of right now because it doesn't matter. Um, and then he responds back with, instead of that trade, let's go – and I can't remember exactly what it was. It was uh, it was something absurd. It was like Michael – I wasn't even considering trading for Michael Thomas at that point. Yeah, but then he asked for Michael Thomas or to trade me Michael Thomas for something like Amari Cooper. I can't remember what it was, but we went back and forth so many times, and most of it involved Michael Thomas and Amari Cooper in, in one way or another. Yeah. Um, in fact, it finally got down to was like, okay, how about just straight up Amari for Michael because Michael's on bye week right now. Amari's already had his bye week, so that would be a good trade. Uh, but then eventually we came up with this one, and it worked out for both of us. Um, and I'm loving it. I hope he's loving it. I've given him some good depth and a lot of more, a lot more options on his roster, which um, he then went and made another trade that I'm not too sure about. But we'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, yeah. So we, we, he's doing well, something. What's funny that's, is yeah. that's what matters. Well, again, what's funny is I hadn't even seen his message, or he might not even have sent it yet, saying that Michael Thomas is on the block and he's trying to unload him today because Michael Thomas is on bye week and he's trying to yeah. sell him high. And I was just looking for a tight end at the beginning. And <laughs> then I, I ended up forgetting that and saying, fuck that, I'll just pick up Vance McDonald off the waiver wire, yeah. uh, which I did. And, yeah. Ended up with one so. of the best wide receivers in the game. So kudos to you. Yeah. Ah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and Paul made another trade that you just uh, referenced. He traded uh, for Aaron Rodgers and DJ Moore, and he gave up Lamar Jackson, Terry McLaurin, and David Montgomery. Um, on the surface, I mean, I think West got a little bit more. Um, McLaurin and DJ, I think, are a push. Montgomery is actually emerging. You know, we all thought Mon- Montgomery was going to be this great back this year. It's been taking him half a season to uh, break out, but I think it's finally coming, and I think Wes saw that. Uh, and Rodgers and Jackson, I think Rodgers is he, he's heating up right now, and he could he could be in that you know top five quarterback mix going forward, um, which is the same as Jim, uh, Jackson. So I think this is all pretty fair trade. Wes got Montgomery, which I think was a little bit extra, but you know, Paul, kudos to you for seeing what situ- what situation you're in and trying to improve it. Yeah. Um, normally, I would try and say, oh, both these trades have this value or that value. This one, I'm not going to flat out say it was a huge screw up on Paul's part, but I don't I don't really get it. Um, 
So I'm looking at this trade right now as a screenshot uh, from the app where I'm looking at the rankings, and the rankings are based on not points per game, but total fantasy points for the season. Aaron Rodgers ranks three for quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson ranks four. Lamar Jackson has also already had his bye week. Aaron Rodgers has not. So let's look at those two quarterbacks together right now. If you really believe in Aaron Rodgers and you really think he's going to keep it up as he has stepped it up the past couple weeks, then great. But he still does have a bye week coming. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson has been awesome, consistent, and no bye weeks on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, So I think Lamar Jackson is the better end of the deal on the quarterback here. But then Wes gets the other better end of the deal, too. You got DJ Moore, who's not bad. But for Terry McLaurin and David Montgomery, both those players outscored DJ Moore. So you shouldn't have to do two for one when they're both outscoring him. Yeah. So I think I think Paul really messed up here. Um, but then again, you know, Aaron Rodgers, that, 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 that brand loyalty, that brand name that, that he carries, that, that's what it is here. Uh, that's exactly what it is. I mean, yeah. even NFL.com doesn't believe in Rodgers. They took him off their undroppable list. And they don't take anyone off. Uh, go, go on right now. Guess who's not on there? Austin Who? Hooper. The highest scoring tight end is droppable. Yet George Kittle and Travis Kelsey aren't, and Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Waller should be also up there. Ertz. Come on, Waller should be up there. I think he's like the yeah. second highest scoring tight end. NFL.com is extremely slow to change their undroppable list, and if they took Aaron Rodgers off there, that should tell you something. Yeah. Um, so Paul, you started off well, didn't finish strong, but uh, we'll see. No, I can't. I can't blame you because I made a bad trade this week too. So, um, but for our last trade here, we have uh, you trading again. It was Breda for Hyde. Uh, what yeah. was your thought process? Because a straight running back for running back swap, and this wasn't even a starter. This is just a backup. What did you like about Breda so much? Uh, so the thing is, um, San Francisco, as much as I don't like to say it, they they got a lot going for them right now, mm-hmm. and I'm basically looking at three running backs going forward: Melvin Gordon. Philip Lindsay, and until the trade, or before before today, it was um, Jordan Howard was the other. Jordan Howard and Philip Lindsay both have the same bye week. So I unloaded Jordan Howard, picked up Carlos Hyde, same bye week. I need to get someone who doesn't have week 10 as a bye week. So I have to give up a little bit for a little flexibility, and that's what I went looking for. And uh, this is actually – might be the first time – First time in a long time, let's say, where the first trade I sent was a, was picked up. Uh, so thank you, Thomas. Uh, it was great doing business with you. Um, I also remembered what Lucian has said in the past about Breda being a great receiving target running back. Uh, let's hope he keeps that up or something. Yeah. Uh, but really, I just need some flexibility. Okay. Fair yeah. It was it was a bye it was a bye week thing there. Uh, next week is going to be a bloodbath for me regardless because half my team's on by and yeah, so I guess yeah. I, I guess start preparing for that right now the waiver wire next week is going to be insane because I have three players on by as well yeah and I've got 23 points to spend so or 23 dollars so yeah it's gonna be great well I'm gonna be picking up everyone's leftovers hoping uh, they'll score me some points yeah but I've only got <laughs> one point left yeah but you know what <laughs> lab doesn't matter so it's okay hey not much else you can spend on 
Okay, that brings us to our next segment. It's the Hogan's LPO Q Plus Community Update. Hogan, why don't you take it away? Thank you, Lucian. The LPO Q Plus Community, as everyone knows, is that group of disenfranchised, marginalized, tragic victims of fantasy football player injuries. Eric Miller has never been a part of this community. So, this week's LPO Q Plus Community is quite simple, just like last week's. To be honest, full disclosure, I have not been doing my homework very well on this community. I'd say I've been neglecting some people. If you feel I've been neglecting you and not fully recognizing you, please reach out to me. Message me. Direct message and group me. Text message the old-fashioned way. Or straight out blast me in the group me send it all chat. Let me know. But what was funny was when I looked up on NFL.com, the injury report, it only listed one person this week. And that person is Lucian Nodder. As he has said before, I kind of missed him last week. He's got some big running backs with big injuries. Those are Alvin Kamara and David Johnson. Now, fortunately for this man, he's done his due diligence. He has both their backups. That's pretty impressive. And he's done well with it, and he won last week. Let's not also forget, and again, I don't know why he wasn't in the injury report. I know his injury didn't occur this week, but it should still be on the report when you look up injury report. At least that's what I would think when you look up an injury report, and that is Patrick Mahomes. Nestor, you are still in the LPOQ Plus community. You are still by far the flag bearer, waving that rainbow flag for the LPOQ Plus community. And you, Nestor and Lucian, have the right to bitch about fantasy injuries. Everyone else needs to shut the fuck up. All right, well, thank you, and I will definitely be complaining about my injuries because it super sucks. Yeah, it does. I've been there. Yeah, nothing you can do. Just keep fighting. But, also, uh, one, one one small point I want to point out. Um, I didn't even realize this guy would still be kept. Eric, you are not part of the community, but you are carrying Josh Gordon. And I got to ask Lucian, do you know what's up with Josh Gordon's situation? Is he eligible to come back in like two weeks or something? This whole IR thing, it used to be IR means IR for the whole season. Yeah. Uh, within the existence of Send It, which is less than a decade, um, they changed it to eight weeks for some situations. Now it looks like yeah. it may be less than eight weeks. But I'm also, sure. it, it's if you click on Josh Gordon on the NFL Fantasy app or on the desktop site, it says he's got like some sort of minor designation, which means he can come back, but New England would have to release him immediately, which is the most bizarre thing I've ever heard in my life. Why do you have to release a play? You, you get to put him on IR. He can't play. Then as soon as he's healthy, you have to release him. He can't be on your team anymore. Am I reading this correctly? Like, what what is that? You know what? I don't know. The, uh, I don't know what rule changes they're having, but, yeah, I've been hearing that he could be back in two weeks and playing for another team, so that would be really strange. Okay, and I'm not trying to talk smack on Josh Gordon or on Eric for keeping him on his bench when he has some value. I'm just like, what is this? What is the IR? Maybe next – got to do some more research, and then next week when we – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn everything I can. Okay. Next week when we talk about the LPOQ Plus community, I will also talk about all the ins and outs of – injured reserve, and what it means today. All right, I like it. 
Uh, and with that, I'm going to start. I'm going to bring on my special guest. So why don't you go ahead and restart your ads? Okay. <clears throat> All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Now, this ad is this uh, podcast is brought to you by. <sighs> If you have a problem, like a really big with potentially huge legal and PR ramifications problem, then you need crisis management. And Nice Guys PD's crisis management firm is the best money can buy. Seriously, it's scary how good these guys are. Do you illegally spy on your competitors? Do you use illegal drugs? Did you use your private jet and zillions of dollars to fly to floors for prostitution when you could have just as easily flown to Nevada? Did you kill multiple people for, like, no reason? Then Nice Guy PD is a man you need to call right now. Nice Guy PD can be very persuasive. Nice Guy PD's crisis management is perhaps best known for the don't-even-get-me-started strategy. If you've been caught red-handed and even admitted to destroying evidence of your crime, Nice Guy PD will get local journalists to write stories in your defense where they don't even bother to address the allegations against you. They simply say... Don't even get me started on that one. Like, don't even get me started on that. Oh, yeah, about that? So here's him. Here's this and that. Just, don't even get me started on that. Remember, <laughs> if you constantly cheat to get ahead, Nice Guy PD will still be your fan. All right. I got the well, tail end of that. Bad, come on. <laughs> yeah. Nice sorry, one. sorry, PD. <laughs> sorry, PD. It, I, I, uh, I almost switched the ads I was going to do today because I knew you were the guest. But then I was like, wait, there's still several other guests I haven't done that haven't been on, and I can't just change my schedule for them. So, yeah, I almost, yeah, I didn't, yeah, yeah, you know. Well, I have to say your ads have been pretty good this year, so it's all right. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess the uh, the special uh, moment is spoiled, but, uh, yeah, our special <laughs> guest is Petey this year, or this week. Uh, Petey, how you doing, man? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Great, pretty thanks. Good. Welcome aboard. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Thank you. Glad how to be you on the feeling? Podcast. You know, um, how do you feeling about the season so far? How do you liking your odds to make the playoffs? Um, it's looking much better than it did three weeks ago, but you know it's been an up and down season, and uh, I'm on a roll right now. Hopefully, I can continue that and push towards the playoffs. I'm I'm sitting okay right now, but was at the bottom down there with you before. Now uh, you've made your climb out of there, so hopefully, I can too, Lucian. And, you know, I'm just trying to throw the rope back down to help you climb back up. That's what there that trade was about. <laughs> For sure. At least that's how I'm telling myself. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. So speaking of that trade, uh, I I have to assume you're feeling very, very good about this because we talked about it earlier, and I already admitted that I knew it was a bad trade. So, But I am saying the reason that I made the trade is because I had just woken up and gotten the news, and I was still groggy and I wasn't thinking clearly, and you took advantage of me. Well, to be honest, you did send it to me, but I did like the trade, and uh, I think Edelman, you know, he's been lightened up the last couple of weeks. I think I don't think you got burned too bad. I mean, you got Drake, and we'll have to see how that sort of pans out in Arizona. And Alshon is, you know, can put up numbers here and there, but I just didn't like his consistency, so I was much happier with going with Edelman. And, of course, being a Patriot, that never hurts either. Yeah. Now, we're both curious. How can you drop Dorsett? Do you not like him anymore? Um, I think because just now that I have Edelman and Sanu's going to start bringing up more of a uh, more of a role, I think, in the team that 
Dorsett's going to be a little bit more limited. They also got uh, Harry coming back, and um, who knows what that's going to be going. But Edelman seems to just always be the consistent person to Brady's favorite target out there. So I feel pretty uh, good just about having him on my squad. And now as far as Dorsett goes, did you try to shop him at all before, or were you just like he's seen his best days and you've got Edelman now, so that's that? Um, I was trying a little bit here and there, but no one was fighting at anything too major. I didn't want to. I don't have too much more up to to really offer besides my starting starting lineup, and I sort of want to keep those guys. So just trying mm-hmm. to see what I can get maybe for a third string wide receiver, but nothing was really biting. So yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And now, sorry, one more thing I want to bring about Edelman. This is especially important to me right now. If they keep winning, which I see no reason why they wouldn't, do you think that New England is going to shut down Edelman and or Brady and or anyone important on their defense uh, when it gets to week 14, 15, 16, things like that, when they've already, when they perhaps have already clinched anything? I think the only game you'd have to really worry about would be at the very, very last game, which would be sort of shouldn't if you made it all the way to the final. But uh, typically, I mean, I've, you've seen like earlier in the season, they took Brady out, I think, in that first Jets game and uh, put in a backup, or it was a Dolphins game, and the guy threw a pick right away and they put Brady back, right, back in. So I think they're usually pretty confident about just leaving their starters out there unless that starter might have an injury they're dealing with. I know Edelman has some chest stuff going on, but they usually try to keep them in there as long as they can. They like to just sort of run up the score. <laughs> and another thing, I'm looking at this right now. In 2007, when New England went 16-0, and Brady started the whole season, right? Like they didn't bench him in week 16 or anything? I think they just kept going because until they lost a game, they were going to try to keep shooting for that. Uh, undefeated record, and they never they never took them out. There might have been some games yeah. they might have set out the fourth, but that was about it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay, yeah. All right, guys. You know what time it is? It's time to play Wacky Wab. Who's ready to play? All right. I'm ready. All right. First up on our, on our game, it's Darius Geist to Thomas for 66 Wab. Darius Geist, as we know, is on IR, designated to return, but has not returned yet. What do you guys think of 66 Wab Hogan? I got to slap it. Uh, 66 Wab, you said? Yes. Two sixes. Two sixes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm all about like, hey, just spend it and whatever this guy. I mean, does it, did anyone else bid on him? Do we have a report on this? And can we see exactly what everyone else did? Thomas, you got to send that to us. All right. Well, Thomas, until we see that, I got to slap the fuck out of that because – I know you can't spend it on anything else, but still, 66 is a lot for a guy that I can't even think of, so, you know. Yeah. What about you, Petey? Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to slap that. Just because the overbid, I feel like he probably could have got it for less. I don't know if too many people were going on about him because with Peterson still sort of leading that backfield, but he is going to be coming back, and he'll probably start to split some more time once he's back in the, in the on the team, but still 66 is quite a bit for uh, someone that's coming off IR. Yeah, um, I mean, I was mildly interested in him. I would have picked him up if nobody had bid on him. I would have done it, you know, gotten him for free, but 66, wow, Thomas, he must have some insider info. He must have gone in on uh, a subscription with all the fantasy football how much, insiders. How much of his budget was that? Uh, 66, I believe that is, what, 33% of his budget? Mm. 
Let's see. Uh, Thomas currently. That was Thomas, right? Yes. Uh, he now has. Well, wait, wait. He now has zero. That was his whole budget. Oh. Wow. So he really needed. <laughs> unless, unless did he bid? Was there were there any other players he bid on successfully today or or yesterday or? Uh, not that I've seen. No. Okay, well, and that he, was his uh, whole budget. Extended so, yeah. whole load then. Yeah. Hey, you know what? At least it's that. Hey, another thing though, it's like you don't want to die with money in the bank, and you don't want to finish the season with Wab and the whatever you call it, you know. So hey, at bank. least he didn't do that. Yeah, the Wab bank. At least he did that. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to slap it as well. A crazy amount of money, um, but you know what? It's worthless. So at the end of the day, Thomas, it really doesn't matter. But hopefully, guys, is everything you want him to be. Uh, that brings us to our next one, Jalen Samuels, 51 WAB bid on by Eric. Uh, I'll start this one off. I'm going to kiss this one because, personally, I bid 30 WAB on him. Um, I was really hoping to get Jalen Samuels this week because if James Conner's out, Jalen Samuels is a top running back uh, handcuffed play this week. So, Eric, um, and it looks like Eric's not even going to start him this week. So, this was definitely – now that I think about it, that's a lot of wab to uh, pay for just someone on your bench. That's a handcuff. So, but uh, right. PD, what do you think about this? Or, or actually, um, let me take let me let me let me take this first really quick. Or <laughs> PD, you can go ahead and take it first. But while PD's taking it, uh, since we have this option now, um, Lucian, can you look up your waiver report so we can see whatever oh. else did? Yeah. Yes, now, Petey, yes, go ahead. Yes. go ahead and take it away. Now, sorry about that. Uh, yeah. I was gonna uh, just a light kiss on this. The only reason being that uh, only other person that really would want him, I think, on his team is with uh, with Connors, Eric, anyways. So it'll help him if there's any more handcuff issues down the line. But he also coming off an injury, spending 51, sort of in the same boat as Thomas was in our last discussion. So, yeah, and I agree. Uh, I would say light kiss, but if I'm not allowed to pick between a light kiss, I, I would go full kiss. Um, <laughs> so I, I would kiss it instead of slapping it, but I agree with Petey that it's not great. Uh, although the fact that Lucian bid 30 on it makes it better. That 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 is something that makes it better. It's like you're not the only one type of thing. Um, but like Petey said, he doesn't have that much value and Connor might even be playing this week. So we'll see what yeah. happens. Well, I got the numbers here. So Wes, I mean, uh, Eric has had a $51 bid that won. I had 30. Wes had a $19 bid and then Petey had an $8 bid. Ah, all right. Okay. Petey. Uh, I, don't, I don't have very much left. So that's about as much as I can do. <laughs> no worries. So uh, what, what was your guys' consensus again? Uh, basically kiss. kiss. Mar- a marginal yeah. kiss. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, the next one is also Eric. We got Joni Smith for 35 WAB. So Eric's just out here spending WAB left and right. Um, Hoagie, what do you think of this pickup? Joni Smith, he's uh, a tight end, right? Yeah, and he just had a touchdown. So congratulations. Chasing um, points? <laughs> yeah. Not sure. Let me look up Eric. Um, did anyone else bid on this guy? Can we get anything else on him? Like uh, I did not, so I can't. I can't look it up. Let me see what what his deal is. Let's see. Uh, no, Eric does not have a tight end on by. He, he just playing around with tight end. So I I want to slap it, but I can't totally slap it because he didn't have, or at least at this point now, 
He does not have another tight end, and he got a tight end for some lab, which is yeah. useless at the end of the season. So How much I have did you to spend on him. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Hmm. So I'm gonna have. I, I'll, if I'm allowed to, I'll go with a marginal kiss, like Petey said. But if I'm not allowed that, then I will go with a full kiss. Okay. And Petey, what do you got for this one? Um, I saw him on a couple of different reports for people to add on the waiver wire and stuff, but I don't know. He's like come out of nowhere. Who does he even play for? I forgot. Uh, the Titans. Tennessee. Tennessee. So well, he's replacing Delaney Walker. So. Oh yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's that, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot, but yeah, I didn't see that. But even still, I think 35 is a bit high. That, that is a little yeah. bit high, so I might go with a slap on that one. I'm gonna have to kiss it. If I mean, if he needs a tight end, even if it's for a bye week, then you know you got to spend what you got to spend to get those points. Um, so Joni Smith, you could do worse, but he's he's in that tier of tight ends where. Honestly, you could pick up a streaming option any week, and he could score as many points as Joni Smith. So um, the tight end field is so thin right now; you're oh, sort yeah. of rolling dice every week. So we've got to change the the scoring rules or something just to make the just to make the position more you know enjoyable. Cause no, no. Not, no, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing needs to be changed about. No, 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 no. Because I, I said this at the beginning of the season when we talked about. Uh, I think it was Bamajo or who it was. Uh, West taking Kittle in the second round. Uh, was it Thomas taking Ertz? And anyway, Kelsey was the other one who was taken early. And I said, here's the thing: the tight end half their job is blocking. So it's nothing yeah. wrong with fantasy scoring settings. It's that job is very variable. The standard deviation of their points is extremely high, and that's something we just need to know. And we don't need to change it. We just need to not draft them early or put too high of hopes in them. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. It's still, I don't know, it just sucks if you don't have a, a Waller or a Hooper. Yeah. It just seems like this year there hasn't really been many uh, outstanding games for them. I mean, I know Hooper's been sort of lighting we're, it up. But... Guys, guys, we're not going to see a lot of outstanding tight ends for a long time. Gronk was one in a million, okay? That we just—I hate to admit it—I'm uh, a Raiders <laughs> fan, you know—but Gronk was one in a bazillion. All right, we we just got to get over that. I don't know. I think Waller could be a next Gronk. I hope so, but Waller I doubt it. Waller is pretty good. And they just signed him what nine million a year? Jeez, he's worth five, it. Five Waller footlong. Yeah, but remember, Waller footlongs. Yes. <laughs> remember, the Raiders are not paying Waller for fantasy points. The Raiders are paying Waller for a lot of things, and blocking is, yes, a huge part of that. So fantasy-wise, you got to take that into account. You're right. You're right. Okay, moving on, guys. Um, Next up, we have Frank Gore, 29 WAV to myself. Uh, I'm just going to start this one off. I'm going to kiss it. I needed a running back. He was projected to score the highest points. Uh, Looking at other people's rankings, he was the highest-ranked player that I saw. So... I just kind of took a chance and grabbed him with uh, 29 WAB, which was most of my budget. But you know, like you said, you can't take it with you. So, uh, Petey, what yeah. do you think of this one? Uh, I'll kiss that just because with your depth right now at running back, I'm sure you're a little worried. And Gore's, oh, yeah. you know, he's a he's a, a decent plug-and-play type of uh, person who could, you know, surprise you get a touchdown or two. So, I don't think it's a bad move. Okay. And uh, Hogan? Yeah, I'll kiss it. 
Uh, he's getting up there in years, but he's still got a lot of good days in front of him, and he's got a lot of potential. So 29 points, yeah, he might as well. He he he, he could put up a goose egg this week, uh, or he could put up 20. You know, so definitely all a good I know, pickup. All I know is the guy is a Hall of Famer, so uh, I, I have it on my team. Yeah, you you He'll just be. wait. He's, he's, in gonna be in, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. He's like third all time on yards right now. Oh, is he and really? He's played yeah. for like twenty years, hasn't he? Or something. It's been a while. But yeah, he's breaking records, or he's getting up there. So it's a crazy because he's been on so many teams, and he just does he doesn't flash at all. But he just keeps getting the it's 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 the volume that he gets. That's why he gets so much yards. Damn. Um, but yeah, next up we have Jimmy G for 21 wabs Nestor. Got to kiss this one, you know. When Patrick Mahomes is out, you got to do whatever you can. Uh, and then Kyler Murray did put up that dud of a game this week, so I think Nestor's just trying to uh, find some kind of answer at quarterback until Patrick Mahomes is back. Uh, but Hogan, what do you think? Do you think Jimmy G is worth 21 wab? Again, it's just wab and. I, I noticed, and I noticed, of course, Derek Carr was recently dropped. But then when I clicked on him, he was like, oh, this this week's matchup is not good for him. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and take it. I mean, undefeated quarterback uh, playing on Thursday night against the Cardinals. Um, yeah, not a bad pickup. I'll kiss it. Okay. And you, Peter, you kissing it? Yeah, I do the same. He's, I mean, obviously, like Hogan said, he's on an undefeated team. It's more a little bit of a defensive-led team, but – you can't go wrong when the team's uh, sitting in the in the driver's seat in most of these games. So I would kiss it. And, uh, of course, Nestor is uh, scrambling for somebody right now with Mahomes on the bench. So Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be the only one to slap this one. I think Jimmy G is in a group of quarterbacks that you can get for free off of waivers. I don't think you need to spend anything to get Jimmy G. I don't, I'm not sure. Don't quote me, but I don't think anyone else bid on him. So. Yeah, and actually looking at his trend, you're kind of right. Last week he scored 18.75, the week before 7.55, and the week before that 14.55. So, yeah, marginal kiss at best, if I might slightly revise (laughs) my, yeah. Okay, well, we got some kisses, some marginal kisses, and some slaps. You're getting everything, Nestor. And that brings us to Robbie Anderson for West for 19 Wab. Um, I'll kiss this one. I would have bet on Robbie Anderson if I needed a wide receiver this week. Uh, I think he's a good pickup. West got him for a steal, I feel. And, uh, yeah, Petey, what do you think? Uh, I went after him, but, of course, my uh, very limited budget, I think my bid was like two. So that didn't uh, work out very well. And then, can, uh, you look up him. And, can you look up and tell us if anyone else bid on him? I don't know. I haven't done that yet. I don't know how it works. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I thought he – I saw him on the trade uh, trade blog, the trade blogs about him maybe being traded, so I thought that might occur. Because it obviously didn't happen. I don't know. I'm a little bit less hyped about him, but he's not a bad pickup for uh, a low amount of wobs, so I, I would kiss that. Okay. Hmm. And Hogan, what about you? Um... Yeah, I'm not so sure uh, because I'm looking at his point total and everything. He's had one you stellar you week. You can't do that because he had, he had a backup quarterback for most of the season, and now Sam Darnold's back, and Sam Darnold is the one he has a connection with. Sam Darnold, really? 
if you're banking everything on Sam Darnold, you got big problems, buddy. All right. Let, I let think, I'm just that saying way. that when Sam Darnold is playing, Robbie Anderson is his number one wide receiver. And you want yeah, number, one number one wide receivers on your team. But still, he's number one. You want target. That's the whole. That's the key to fantasy. You want target. You want you want volume. And in a Sam Darnold offense, Robbie Anderson is that player. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, again not so sure. Petey, uh, can you give me something? Uh, open the app and whatever. It, I'm gonna slap it right I don't now. Know, West, I don't know you bid too much. Sorry. You don't have the app. You don't have the app, Petey. What are you doing? What are you and, doing, man? And by the way, guys, you might lose me for a second here because I'm gonna switch from the headphones to the phone. So just FYI. Uh, but I'm okay. not going away, so go ahead and set the next one. Uh, let me go third, and I should still be here. We'll see how it goes. Okay, sounds good. Uh, well, this last one is uh, Vance McDonald. It actually goes to Hogan for six web, and I'll just start it off. Um, kiss it, six web. He needed a tight end this week. Not really much else to say. Uh, PD, what do you think? <clears throat> I'm going to kiss it just a low amount of web. I mean, McDonald, I had really high hopes on him in the beginning of the season. I was actually going to try to draft him, but I think Rob's snuck in before yeah. me back in the draft and have him for a while, but obviously he hasn't been really producing very much. I think he's like ranked 25th or something overall in tight ends. So well, He's been injured, I think. Yeah, I know he's missed some games here and there, but who knows, maybe he can come back and produce a little bit more. So I, I would kiss it and say it's a pretty good ad. Okay. And I'm assuming Hogan's going to kiss it as well since it was his bid. Um, <clears throat> and six, not much. So. Uh, Hogan, you back with us? Yes, I am. I was here the whole time. Didn't miss anything. Um, yeah, I'm almost going to slap it myself just because <laughs> nobody else bid on him. But then again, I looked up, nobody else has a tight end on buy this week, which is crazy to think about. Nobody else has a tight end on buy. Everyone else, yeah. And I should have looked at that. I should have looked at that, and I didn't. Mm. So I'm mad at myself when I probably could have picked him up for free. And I only had 29 web at the beginning. Now I only have 23. Critical anyway, error. Uh, it was a possible critical error. Um, plus, he could put up nothing. Even though he's got he's got a green matchup this week. He's one of two or three available tight ends that had a green matchup. So, um, so there were obvious reasons I had to shell out six wab for him. But uh, yeah, I could have done better. I could have done a little more homework and maybe got for free. So I'm gonna slap myself. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, all right, guys, that's the end of the game. Now let's get into uh, our main segment. It's the Week 9 predictions. And right. uh, we're going to start off Week 9 with our game of the week. It's Petey's Cooking Pies versus Robbie's Kicking Your Butt Care. Oh, the game of the week, huh? No more yeah. matchup. <laughs> yeah, you got two teams on the on the rise. Um, Hogan, let's start with you and then get, get Petey's take on this. But who do you think is going to win this one, Hogan? Well, first off, NFL says that Petey's going to take this by – 15 points, and that's a big skew because they normally protect everyone to put up a lot of points. And looking at this, yeah, okay, you definitely win the quarterback matchup. Um, oh, Drew Brees on by, that's right. Uh, but still, with Josh Allen versus Minshew, you win that. Uh, Cook versus Elliott, you win that. Freeman, oh, sorry, it's Lindsey's back. Uh, so Mackey wins that. Oh, you guys got some good wide receivers. Jason Witten, hate to admit it, he's a good tight end. Still, somehow, 
blows my effing mind all over the place. Um, but no, yeah, I say Petey takes this. It really it comes down to the defense. Yeah, His oh, defense yeah. is going to be the difference there. It's that damn cheat code, Petey. Freaking cheat code. <laughs> I don't know. This might be the one week, though, that they're going to have a, a harder time, obviously, with Baltimore coming. But um, oh, stop being modest. The same way Hogan was. I think I got the quarterback just by a slight hair. Running backs were pretty close to even there. I think I got it with the wide receivers that I have playing. He has uh, Sanu in, but who knows? He might get more bigger role. And other than that, down the line, we're pretty even until it gets to defense. But the Patriots obviously been lighting it up on defense this year, but. Who knows with Baltimore's dynamic offense coming in, it's going to be uh, quite the test. So we'll have to see what happens there. I think, like Hogan said, it's going to come down to that defensive game, and maybe I'll pull it out on Sunday night. Oh, please don't pull it out. (laughs) Uh, I have to go with Petey as well. I think it's going to be a lot closer of a game than NFL predicts. Um, And I think that um, the only way Petey doesn't win this is if Mike Evans goes off and he has one of his big games. Uh, but I think it's also equally as possible that he also has one of his bad games. So we'll just have to see. Um, but, yeah, Petey, that's three three picks for you this week for the game of the week. All so right. Congratulations. And also I do agree with uh, Lucian that it's going to be closer than the predictions. So, yeah. Yeah. Robbie's been having um, a year, so who knows. Yeah, and now you got that nice new toy Edelman. Oh, man. It's going to be a, gonna be a fun one. Okay, going on to our – Sellers list. remorse there. Oh, of course. I've been self-deprecating <laughs> this whole podcast. It's <laughs> it's terrible. But um, we have to move on. Uh, the meh game of the week, it's the, wouldn't you know, John Lucian Picards versus Los Demons. You have the uh, the bottom toilet bowl contender, Los Demons, versus the guy who made probably the worst trade in the season. Uh, no. Head-to-head this week. No? There was a worst? Not there was not worst the worst. Uh, no comment, but no, not the worst trade. So. Okay. I don't know. My uh, Melvin Gordon trade at the beginning of the season doesn't seem to pound out, but who knows what that was going to happen. Yeah, what's Barbara done for you? Uh, I don't have him on the team anymore, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Drake was part of that trade, too. Yeah, so eventually I guess he sort of worked out a little bit. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. But damn, man, I was after I made that trade with you, I was actually hoping that either David Johnson or Chase Edmonds was going to go to IR. Yeah, neither of them did. I thought one of them was. I thought one of them was for sure, but it ended up being that third uh, DJ Foster, that third backup who went to IR. Well, at least it gives you some peace of mind then that you have all three running backs of one team. Yeah, because you definitely want three running backs from one team on a team. <laughs> it's really sound logic. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as this matchup goes, I got to vote for myself. I got to pick myself to win this one. I want to continue that win streak to seven. Um, it might be a tough one, but I think the pieces that I have, I think Drake can do better than people think, even though he's playing in San Francisco. Um, I think stills, this is going to be the game that, that he's going to go off. He's been disappointing the last two weeks, but you know, with a player like stills, it's, it's boomer bust. So I think he's going to have a boom week this week. Um, and then the rest of the players, I think, are um, are uh, average. They're average, except for maybe like Watson or Hill. I'm I'm going to be relying on my stars to, to to win this game for me. So I think they're going to pull it off. Uh, but Petey, what do you think? I'm looking at it. I mean, just with what you have at running back right now, and your little bit of turmoil there, 
Um, I'm going to have to give the edge, a very slight edge to Corbin, um, just because he has, you know, Thielen's been playing well. He's got his running backs. Hopefully they can produce more, but I don't think it's going to be any blowout or anything. It might be a very close game with Corbin winning by just a couple points. I predict we're both going to score less than what we're projected to uh, score. I could see that. Uh, But, Hogan, what do you see? Uh, Yeah, I actually think it's going to be Corbin taking this one down. Nothing's going to get too crazy here, but, I mean, I'm looking at Le'Veon Bell is projected to put up 15 points. Yeah, again, these projections are not happening, but I still think uh, he's going to take it. You win the QB matchup but I think that Corbin wins the rest of the matchups, except for the tight end. You win the QB and tight end matchup, and I think that Corbin wins the rest of them. So, Okay. I see 30 points for my QB and 30 points for my tight end, and I think I'm good. <laughs> well, if you can get 30 out of Waller, then I'll be happy too. Go Raiders. All right. Uh, next matchup here, we have Wes's stepfather versus Wes himself. Paul never uh, yeah. This was almost my matchup of the week. Um, but I thought I'd give it to Petey because he's our special guest this week. But uh, it's definitely a game I'm I'm looking forward to watching here. Um, Pogan, well, how do you, what are your thoughts? Looking at this game, it's going to be a battle because you see Brady and Jackson are playing each other, so that's going to be a an interesting game to watch on Sunday night. Um, and then looking at the rest of the squad, it's pretty even down the line, but I'm going to say Hogan's going to continue his winning ways and Wes is going to fall down in a close game. Okay. And, um, Hogan, how do you feel? Yeah, now looking at the tight end I just picked up for six lab. He's got a designation, did not practice. Um, <laughs> a little bit of an issue there. Plus, Deshaun Jackson hasn't played since week two. I might have to put Scantling back into the mix. Let's God hope I don't have to do that. because don't forget, didn't practice either. Oh, no, he's playing. <laughs> he although you're right to bring him up because last week he missed an extra point. That is the first field goal of any type he has missed the entire season. Uh, so now only Justin Tucker sits alone as missing nothing and perfect to this season. Um, anyway, going back to it though, uh, yes, Scantling. God, I do not want to have to bring him back to the mix because I was looking at the available wide receivers and nobody available is better than Scantling. So, if Deshaun Jackson doesn't play, which he probably won't actually, Scantling is still my best option, which is scary to think about. Uh, but yeah, fuck you, Wes. I'm playing. And no, I'm not trying to reference Eric's team there. Just fuck Wes, and <laughs> I win. I think I thought it was pretty tricky that um, Wes traded for Lamar Jackson, and you're playing uh, Marquise Brown. Um, he's basically canceling out his upside. Yeah, well, I'm, no, I, I, it's all upside for me. Every time that Lamar throws Marquise, uh, I get an extra half point per yard. Half point more than Lamar Jackson? Exactly. Ah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, well, in any case, I do have Wes winning this one slightly. Um, Hogan, your team is good, man. Your team is good. Um that tight end, Vance McDonald, I'm a little worried. You know, he's coming off that injury. Tom mm-hmm. Brady, I don't know what to what to think of Tom. He's good, he's bad, he's good, he's bad. I mean, he's yeah. always good every game, uh, but in terms of fantasy. 
Uh, and then Gordon, you know, after they fire their OC, we really don't know what's, what is going to happen to him. Is his workload going to increase? Is it going to decrease? Uh, are they going to pass more? Are they going to run more? Who knows? Um, so there's some there's some question marks, and that's why I had to pick West this week. All right, all right fair enough. Okay, uh, next matchup here, we have Catalina Wine Mixon versus Pop, it, Pop Lock It, Drop It. Uh, and I'll start this one off. I actually have Chad winning this one. I think he keeps his streak going. Um, people haven't noticed, but when he's been winning, he's been scoring a lot of points. Um, and I think it's on the back of players like Aaron Jones, but still, uh, we all have our stars and his stars are performing right now. Uh, but Petey, what do you think about this matchup? Um, you know, Pop Lock and Drop It's been winning a lot and I think it would continue that way, but I'm going to go with the underdog and pick Chad to see him keep going, uh, knock off the, the reigning, uh, Top of the top of the scoreboard, Jason, and um, hopefully Juju Smith can do what he did last week and put some numbers up because his season has been pretty dismal. But uh, let's see Chad keep going, and I'll I'll pick Chad. Okay. And Hogan, how about yourself? I'm inclined to go with you guys um, for a number of reasons, not the slightest, which is the Minnesota Vikings defense at Kansas City is probably gonna have a field day with them. They're mixing around, trying things. I'm almost positive Mahomes isn't going. Uh, this is a rife opportunity for the taking um, for the Minnesota defense. And, uh, yeah, looking at the rest of it, you Chad wins the quarterback matchup for sure, Prescott versus Wentz. Running backs, okay. Slight edge to uh, Jason on this one because we've got Forda and McCaffrey versus Jones and Peterson. Yeah. Then the rest of the way, it's fair, fairly even, slight edge, Chad. Yeah, I'm saying also another big upset, Chad. Let's go. Okay, awesome. All three of us agreeing on Chad. Chad, of that. Congratulations, Chad. You're uh, you're <laughs> you're winning in our books. And that brings us to our next matchup. It is Bama Joe versus My Cup Runneth Over You. It's Miner versus Joe. Um, <clears throat> I've got Miner taking this one, but I want to hear Hogan. Who do you have? Uh, so let's see. We got two uh, again, Cousins and Wilson. I just talked a lot of smack on both of them for different reasons. Uh, and then the rest of the way, you got a slight. Uh, I don't like to say it, but unless Bama Joe can make some moves, he's projected to win by nine points. But I actually think Miner's going to win this. Unless Bam Joe can make some moves, because um, I don't like what I see out of Watkins, I don't like what I see out of Jacobs, and he's my running back as a Raiders fan. Um, I think it's gonna be a tough matchup with Detroit. Travis Kelsey is not putting up 12.1 points, so I can guarantee you that right now. So yeah, I'm picking Miner to win this. Okay, uh, Petey, are you in agreement with us? Is this our third sweep this week? I'm going to go the opposite and be uh, Bama Joe just because uh, I mean, I know he's playing Kansas City, but that guy, who knows what the hell he's going to bring to the table. And then with Devontae Adams coming back, hopefully he gets up from the books of Bama Joe. He's been playing pretty hot lately. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go with Bama Joe. Okay. Um, as far as my decision, it was based on basically Christian Cooks going up against San Francisco Thursday night, not liking that matchup. Adams, you know, he's coming back from his first his first game from injury. He's going to have to shake off the cobwebs. 
Sammy Watkins has been a non-factor ever since uh, the first few games, and especially since Patrick Mahomes has been out. And then uh, he's got players like Mark Walton, or uh, is it Mark Walton um, from Miami, a running back from Miami? Miami which, I know, but still, it's <laughs> Miami, you know. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, unless uh, – we talked about it earlier. Maybe trading Russell Wilson or Travis Kelsey to get some running backs and wide receivers might be your best bet, Joe. Uh, but it's up to you, man. You're the manager of your own team, so don't let us sway whatever decisions you want to make. Uh, moving on to our next one, it's My Season Ertz versus My Holding Your Money, Thomas versus Nestor. Uh, Peter, let's start with you. Who do you got in this game? Um, just looking at it real quickly, I mean, Nestor – I don't know what's going on. Why is he only projected 85 points? He's, uh, I mean, obviously his quarterback is out. He's got Hardman still in, who I think is going to be pretty minimal with uh, Tyreek back. And um, I mean, the only reason he had any points last time was because he caught a touchdown, two long bombs, it seems. And um, that's uh, not spelling well for him with the Mahomes on the bench. So, I'm going to go with Thomas and the upset uh, just because um, I see a lot of injuries and what looked like low score, low low total for uh, Nestor. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I've actually noticed that Nestor's scoring has gone down uh, the last few weeks. He's not surpassing 100 points, so that's another reason why I picked Thomas to win this week. Um, I think he's gonna his team's gonna score over 100 points, which means he'll score more than Nestor, which means he'll win. So that was my reasoning behind the pick. But Hogan, I'd like to hear your breakdown of this matchup. And I don't know if this happened while we were talking there. Since earlier today, uh, Thomas has picked up Derek Carr. Tough matchup, but I like it. I'm a Raiders fan. Uh, I'm not sure it's gonna pan out well. He has not been as good as I hoped he would be this season. Versus Garoppolo, though. I mean, he's not going to put up that many fantasy points. So that's kind of a wash on that one. Running backs, I got to say, uh, Chris Carson is going to keep rocking it. Uh, on the wide receiver side, no, Gallup's not going to do shit. It's all Amari Cooper's uh, secondary or, you know, outfield there. Um, yeah, nope, sorry. Nesta takes this one, hands down. Not even close. All right. Everyone's entitled to their opinions, even if they're not very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, moving on, we have the Hyde Pot Experiences versus Fuck US. Um, Hogan, do you have any uh, words of wisdom for these players as they do battle with each other? Eric versus ah, Paul. The Lambs fans, Eric and Paul. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers versus Philip Rivers uh, obviously wins that matchup. Ooh, you got some interesting running batch matchups, so Jordan Howard and Tevin Coleman, Austin Eckler and James Conner. Then you got A-Rob, T.Y. Hilton, DJ, uh, Moore, Sutton. Oh, this is a good, good, good matchup down the line. It ends as a quarterback, though, and so Paul beats Eric, not even close. Okay. Uh, I'm in agreement with you. I think that Paul takes this as well. I think his moves this week pay off. Uh, I don't know how they'll pay off in the long run, but I think uh, I think he's going to buy himself a win this week. Yeah. Uh, but, Petey, are you in agreement with us? Um, you know, after I want to talk about Paul because he uh, made so many trades just this recent time, trading away some of his best players, Michael Thomas. I think what to you, right, Hogan? 
Ah, uh, yeah. And then uh, Jackson, who's been lighting it up. I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers has been very hot lately, but Jackson has been pretty proven to be consistent. Um, it looks like Paul is hitting the panic button. So, I don't know. His team does look a little bit better in some areas, but wide receiver, I mean, he had some inconsistencies there. DJ Shark has been pretty good, but you never know. Sometimes he might drop a bad game here or there. Um, so, you know, looking at it, with what uh, Eric's coming to the table with, I think Eric's going to slightly edge this one out. All right. Well, that's the end of our Week 9 predictions, guys. Um, it looks like we agreed on only two wins, or two <laughs> matchups, and that's that Chad's going to win and that Petey's going to win. So uh, if they all don't right. win, that's egg on us. We all fun. picked Chad to upset Jason. That's pretty bold, though. I got. Uh, can we? Yeah. Uh, is cool. this some wishful thinking, or is it? That's, you, know? you know, that's what it is for me. You know, you always want to knock off that top guy so you can move up a spot. I think that's yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. We need we need to take some people down another a notch or two. But yeah, actually, yeah. I was thinking too. The season's been pretty competitive. No one's no one's running away with it. I mean, we yeah. have Corbin's been running into some brick walls, so he's down there at the bottom, but. Still has a chance to battle his way out of the toilet bowl, so don't give up, Corbin. Don't give up. Yeah, and I like that. I like that our league is competitive and everyone, you know, keeps playing throughout the year. It makes it more fun. So that's – I just want to say thank you to all you guys. Yes, true, true. Um, also, yeah. guys, quick quick bit of breaking news. It turns out Justin Verlander sucked too much and Houston <laughs> did not win another World Series. So what was that, that mattress guy? He lost like $11 million. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he 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 hedged it um, pretty well, so I, hope, so. I hope he did. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that'd be pretty stupid not to. But yeah. yeah, baseball talk. I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's important because I heard World Series. <laughs> yeah, all that's important is the Astros didn't win. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Um, any final words, Petey, before you take off? I'm uh, looking forward to taking down Robbie this week, one of my good buds, uh, one of the cousins in his recent wedding, so it'll be a little bit of a battle there, but uh, no hard feelings, Robbie, when you end up with a loss at the end of the week. All right. Uh, and Hogan, <laughs> how about yourself? Uh, just another good week. Thanks, Petey, for being a good guest, and it was just a coincidence that you were the guest that the week you were also our spon- one of our sponsors. So right. Thanks for being a good sponsor. Good sure, sure about uh, that. It's going to happen again. Yeah, well, um, and also <laughs> looking forward, uh, the guys we have still who haven't done it yet, um, Jason and Corbin, very good chance they'll match up. Uh, Chad also, has Chad been a guest yet this season? He hasn't been on this season or last season. Damn, Chad, you slacked. I don't think he wants to do it. Well, then I'll have to double up on him because he was my next ad anyway. So I might have to double up on him. Try to work Um, him. Try to make him get on the show. I'm going to work him. Yeah, I'll work him. Um, And then also, obviously, Lucian and I, we're going to be on the show when when our ads come up. And don't worry, I have great plans for our ads. So so thanks, Petey, for being a great sport, great guest. Thank you for having me. And I know – you're my favorite rival in the league because of the whole tuck rule game thing. I'm sure Corey feels <laughs> the exact same way. But, uh, yeah, you're awesome, Petey. We love you, bro. Good, good. Thanks, man. It was, it was a pleasure to be on. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate uh, you, Petey. And everyone else, thank you so much for listening. And just remember, 
We hate you all. Hate you all. Good night. All right, bye.